Welcome to the scene. This is Screen Time. My name is David Chu, and I am a lover of film and pop culture. I am a theatre student here at UNE, and I'm collaborating with Belgrave Cinema and tuned to bring you this show. Screen Time is essentially a program where I review films that are showing in Belgrave and talk and discuss and opinionate. I hope everyone is having a good day today. As for me, I've been quite busy these last few weeks. Time flies. Today is a special episode of my little show, Screen Time. And today, up on screen, we have the movie Journey to Bethlehem. This film is an adventure family musical. A proper, defined musical. This musical is directed by Adam Anders, AA, a fellow with more history producing music than directing, with only around two directing roles in his past. The other is a movie called Rosa. However, this man has written and produced music for over 70 different media. He has written songs and or scores for Glee, Hannah Montana, and Camp Rock. That is why he is perfect, isn't he, for directing a musical? I'll let you decide. Now, I hope everyone is aware, since the name should be a giveaway, surely you have heard about it at least once. Many religions have spawned from it, and a lot of other media. This is a musical based on the thousands-of-year-old book, The Bible, with one of the absolute classic. The story of the birth of Jesus Christ. The journey to Bethlehem is the journey that Mary and Joseph take to Bethlehem for the birth of Jesus Christ, their son. In musical form, while on this journey, three wise men, nay kings, seek to meet this prophesied baby, while King Herod seeks to kill it. You see a lot of desert, a lot of stone on this journey. Fun is found, just depends where. Now you could read the Bible before watching this musical, for the law, but that is up to you. You don't necessarily need to, as the story is easy to follow. It is a little different from the source, but what can you expect? Just be aware, there are multiple versions of the Bible, so have fun. So for the cast of this film, we have Fiona Palomo as Mary, Milo Mannheim as Joseph, Antonio Banderas as King Herod, Joel Smallbone as Antipater, Gino Segas, Omid Dijali, and Rizwan Manji as Balthazar Melchior and Gaspar, the three wise men. Mary and Joseph are simple people with dreams, caught in their parents' plans for arranged marriage, only for them to discover they have a bigger destiny than they knew. To be the parents of the Son of God. King Herod is the ruler of Judea and is a bit of a tyrant. He has a son, Antipater, who is loyal and cares for the people. They do try to find and kill Jesus, though. The three wise men seek the prophesied child to protect and give gifts 
and head to Judea once the star of Bethlehem appears. For the set of this film, for this musical, as I mentioned before, desert. desert. For most of this film, I'd say 80 to maybe 90% of it is in the desert. The desert looks fine, looks like a desert. As not an expert on deserts, there is not much I can say. It looks hot, sandy, and a bit rocky. My mind thought about the desert in the Cars movie, when Lightning McQueen had his first race with Doc. Like an 8 out of 10 kind of desert. As for the non-desert scenery, we have the barn Jesus was born in, King Herod's chambers, and the tent of the three wise individuals. Barn is solid, dirty wood, hay, and strangely small but just big enough for the whole group, which was probably the intention. It is a good barn. Herod's chambers, he sits on a throne in the mouth of a lion. The rest of the chambers is bare. There are triangular tile designs on the floor and decorations on the walls. Feels like a throne room for sure. The lion's throne made me think of Aladdin. Weirdly enough, I had a lot of different movies flash through my mind when watching this film. The lion's eyes glowed red, emphasizing evil. It was a pretty cool throne room. Really implies tyrant well, or just someone with a hobby or love of decor. The tent is at the start of the film and is only shown briefly for the scene shot. There are multiple angles. Each magi has their section and their sections contain aspects of the character archetype that they are and a bit of their homelands containing books and food and wine and such. Entertaining and thematic is all I have to say for the non-desert sets. The scenes in this musical were amazingly shot. Some would say they are cringe, but I enjoyed them. I appreciate the amount of detail and choreography they put into every scene. Funny, dramatic, and maybe even cringe. There was a guaranteed response for every song. Mary's getting married, or Mary's getting married. It's good to be king. Three wise guys were all entertaining as heck. All the choreo in Mary's Getting Married had a good flow, many entertaining shots, and an optimistic vibe that would make you want to see where this goes. There was some complicated stuff in there, and I would imagine even professionals would take at least three tries to get it right. This whole scene was in the market of their little town. Mary would be constantly jumping and weaving through shops and clothing, kind of like a game of hide-and-seek. The background characters were either performing a dance or some sort of skit while Mary was moving. I found myself zooming in on every detail. There was just so much choreo that I probably would have to watch this film many, many times to get all the specifics. I know I saw juggling and a group circling and serpentining in all of that. As for It's Good to Be King... It was very different. The atmosphere was amusing. Watching an egomaniacal man toying with his kingdom. It was funny. There were a few gags in this song. It's more dramatic than it probably should have been, but that's why it was funny and entertaining. Just a lot of shots of King Herod walking with attitude throughout the kingdom. Singing a bit of punk rockedness. 
the soldiers and Antipater follow and semi-dancing behind him. Thought out and funny. The three wise guys had good choreo and comedy, and a sort of mixture of the first two I just discussed. However, this scene was solely located in King Herod's throne room. The three were constantly moving around each other like brothers. The three constantly made jokes while singing, and the choreo, while not too intense, could be messed up with bad timing. It was just three dudes having fun. The song was a fun way to persuade Herod to like them. It worked for him, and it worked for me. These men are children in a sense, and the song had a childlike joy to it. The camera did not move too much generally, focused from Herod's perspective on the guys. The number three was also a very prominent number outside this scene, as well as, but that it was the most prominent here. As the guys that are wise presented their gifts, if my memory is correct, I believe the style of song for each of the guys changed when they had the spotlight, though I am unsure. Now music, but since I have already gone into some detail in the scenes segment, this will be a little bit shorter. Can't be helped. Musical, after all, Silent Night is a classic for the birth of Jesus Christ, and it is being put in the movie, and so that is very good. Everyone's singing voices were pretty good. I personally think that Joseph and Antipater were slightly less powerful in their singing voices, but that is just me. Themes we see in songs range from fear, to love, to lullabies, to grand anarchy and childlike fun. This musical covers a lot of bases. The music itself was written by our director and his wife Nikki Anders. The songs were great, gotta love a couples project. There was one song that had me slightly cringing, and that was Joseph's song. The Ultimate Deception. It had him fighting himself while singing. This was in his dream, and it was about whether or not he should believe Mary. Mary, Mary. It was a little off-putting, and just didn't feel right. Like, it makes sense his character feels that way. And it was an interesting idea for sure. But for the specific case... It was not for me, and it was not the best song. I think the imagery from it was a lot better. But eh, once again, the music was great. Tropes. When it came to this musical, are scarce for me. I simply turned my brain off, really. In a sort of way, I can see only one trope from memory, and that was the betrayal for good in the form of Antipater betraying his father and not murdering Mr. Christ. He anguishes earlier about following in his psycho father's footsteps or doing his own thing, in which case ultimately decides to spare everyone betraying his father for the good of the people. It's a classic. Everyone loves it when a bad character makes a comeback or a character finally chooses to do the right or good thing. I'd say it had an appropriate effect, even if it was predictable. Man, it would have been wild if everyone ended up slaughtered. It would be an interesting parody movie where Jesus might become the new John Wick. The trope here was done really dramatically, and even there was singing 
to emphasize the importance of this man's choice. Like many different stories, the side characters somehow become more compelling than our mains. But I'd say everyone was fine here. Now the acting in this film, it was very dramatic in every way. From when singing to out of singing, it was all very dramatic. Perhaps too dramatic, mainly because of the script itself. The dramatics just didn't work with the script. I found the movie funny and the songs entertaining, but I found the acting at times somewhat jarring. It was good, too good, sometimes, but combining with the script and the songs just made an awkward combination. The best performances, I would say, go to Mary, Herod, the three Wisdomists, and Mary's father. Each took the stage whenever they were on and played their parts with zeal and with energy. Mary ranges from sad to loving to virtuous, fear and pain. Herod was just going egomaniacal crazy. The father was caring, but doesn't make it up front. The Balthy, Melly, and Gas made me laugh a few times at least. They all looked like they were having a lot of fun playing their parts, and honestly, if I were cast any of these, I would be having fun too. Of course, a few of our cast have been around in the acting business for a while, so of course they were great. Also, if you're not having fun acting in a role, that is a problem. There could be many reasons for it, but I know when I act, I always have fun. There is always some way to make it fun, and I look for it. Whether it be changing my voice, pitch, and tone, or implementing specific actions to the character, or messing around with the props or set. Can you imagine the fun of having your own lion throne? Now, thinking about the messages in this film, there was... Two, have faith and be your own man or person. This is a religious film, so it makes sense that have faith is the prominent message in this film. Mary and Joseph, the families, and the non-magical three men all face questions of faith, whether it was faith in themselves, faith in another, or faith in their prophecies, to which having faith all had a great time. No one died. Pretty much everyone was happy to the end. Having faith in uncertain life situations can be the thing you need to move forward. And survive. Whether it be a job or a breakup or some other situation. Having faith, not necessarily religious, can be the thing that keeps you going. But also seek help if you need help. Be your own man or be your own person. We see it in Antipater betrays his father, does not kill Jesus. He chose his own path. As a bro and as a king, I'd serve this man. I'd get on my knees and serve. Any person should be your own person. Don't let other people impact the person you want to be. Choose what you want to do, eat and more, unless it's an absolute detriment to your health. Be independent but do not kill babies. I love this message because it's a call that some people take too far and some take too little. And the extremes are at times concerning, 
but mostly either funny or really, really impressive. Amazing jugglers out there. Now for my favourite song in this film, it was King Herod's So Good To Be King. Of course, Antonio Banderas singing it certainly helped. As I've been saying, it is egomaniacal insanity. And I love insanity. It had some great jokes and some potential killing in it, even a sort of torture chamber. It was just kind of wild. I enjoyed it a lot. Like, I know it is being sung by an evil man doing some evil deeds, but the silliness of it made it enjoyable despite all that. I guess you could say I saw the red flags and chose to ignore them. A lot of crazy characters I enjoy could be singing this, and yet they were not. I was thinking of Puss in Boots here, and I could also see Mike Wazowski doing that. Like, you know, in one of his plays. Remember when we got bloopers in the end credits of, like, animated films? Good times. So, yeah. Reviewing time, it is. Critics are in the around area of 7 out of 10, with critics saying a snappy, seasonal, appropriate gem, sometimes a bit corny, you find yourself smiling throughout most of it. And this movie will test your suspension of disbelief. As someone with a lot of suspension and disbelief, yeah, I'd agree with that, which is why I enjoyed it. Audiences have been saying that this film is around 8 out of 10. They are saying cute with funny parts. Excellent movie. This movie wasn't bad, it wasn't exactly correct. I thought it was a Christmas time movie about Jesus, and it felt like a mockery of it. And what a wonderful way to kick off the holiday season. So from what I gather, it was a great movie, unless you have a bad suspension of disbelief or think too much about the accuracy, which is the same thing in a sense. As for me, I loved the songs, I loved pretty much all the characters, it was funny enough. Yeah, I'd say a little corny. It was just a fun ride that I could watch again or make it a sort of Christmas thing. I would have to rate it slightly lower because, despite the good things, I have been saying it is simply not to my taste, and plus the other minor weak points I have mentioned. So, 7 out of 10. Thank you, Belgrave Cinema. If you feel like enjoying a movie, why don't you pop down? 145 Dumeric Street. Students get cheaper tickets. If you love movies, there's a Belgrave Plus membership that you can get to have cheaper tickets for a year. I'll see you all again next week. This was Screen Time on Tune 106.9, going to the credits.